Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June the 5th, 2023. Hope this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. Uh, as for me, I'm doing, we're going to just say flat good. Uh, overall, I'm good. I'm counting my blessings. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be, you know, recording, living life, breathing air, all of the above. Um, that being said, you know, we're, we're in the first of the month cycle, you know, and I'm just, you know, really money anxious. I gotta say like, man, this year's kicking my ass. I mean, you guys have heard me bitch about it, you know, pod in, pod out, but, uh, this has definitely become my place, my, my safe space to just bitch about my money woes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that being said, it's just one of those things where I like, I, I find myself like... Like, I did the thing that people were talking about in um, 2021 when, like, like bread was so expensive, all this shit. And they were, like, in the store with a calculator, like, calculating what they had. And they had, like, had to cut stuff in the line. Like, I um, didn't have to take it to that level. But I was definitely calculator in my hand. You know, I was on a little phone app. I'm like, shit, man. Like, I got to worry about this and this and this. Oh, man, what about the tax? Like... So it's been one of those weeks, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the real ones, no, it is what it is. That's life. You know, sometimes getting around the whole little Monopoly board, it's just not easy, you know? But uh, that being said, like, at the top of it, I'm I'm happy to be here. You know, this is not a complaint. I don't want to cue the Wambulance or anything like that. Like, I'm, I'm really glad that, like, hey, like, all my shit's just paid up. I just have to... I just have to make it, you know? Like, I just gotta just cruise control. <laughs> Um, let's see. So that's the personal news. Uh, sadly, the, 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 the food corner is going to be a little bit light this week, you know, to say the least. Uh, also too, you know, if you're listening to this, especially if you're, you know, on it, you're going to notice like, Hey, this is coming out on a Monday. Normally he's not, you know, doing his thing. And if you're a news, you're like, huh, this is on the main feed. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I kind of decided I've been doing some thinking, and I think just for the time being, I want to stop paywalling episodes because I'm kind of like, I'm too small bean, you know, to really worry about that kind of shit. I'd rather get my content out and have you guys listen to it because that's the most important thing. And I think my newsies who were supporting me regardless of what I was putting up don't care. Like, you know what I mean? They're just there to support. It's a tip jar for them. And I love y'all for that. I, I think y'all the greatest... And, um, but you know, I, I just want to give the listeners the content and that's why I'm doing it. I want to talk and I want to be heard. That's the whole point of this shit. <laughs> so I just kind of said, fuck it, we ball. And I think we're just going to start doing more just all out content. And then if I want to pay while an episode, cause maybe it's a little bit of a sensitive subject that I might talk about or myself, whatever, then yeah, I might pay it. Obviously the paywall episodes are just going to be where they are. No reason to move them. So, you know. That the little changes, little announcement, but um, yeah, other than that, we can just kind of go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see here. Um, actually, let me blast off, let me blast off proper. Oh, it's only right, it's Monday. Get that lasagna.
also one more one more thing I want to complain about before we get started. I'm so sad. Like I feel like um like a like a Jack Sparrow like character. Like I'm I'm so upset that the bourbon is about to be gone, y'all. Like the bourbon is about to run out, and I'm like I, hey, you know, and I'm sure some people are wondering. I'm like as I say, an alcoholic. That depends on what metric you're using, okay? Whatever. But I'm doing all right, okay? <laughs> that being said, I do get a little disgruntled if I just don't have my little habits. You know what I mean? S- sorry, I'm, a, I'm an American, and I'm about my treats, okay? And liquor and beer and, you know, a couple other substances are my little treats, all right? That, that's, that's all I really get to get around this little maze. That's my cheese, all right? Uh, but yeah, all right, enough moaning. Let's go ahead and get into some real shit, real news. From the Associated Press. No, I'll just scroll down a little bit here. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, no survivors found after plane flew over DC led to fighter jet scramble crashes in Virginia. That was a weird mouthful of a sentence. Uh, but essentially, there was a, I believe it was called a Cessna Citation. That is actually the photo I have on the thumbnail, but it was flying and it did have a set destination. Yeah. The federal aviation administration says the Cessna citation took off from Elizabethtown or Elizabethan, Elizabethan, Tennessee on Sunday and was headed for Long Island MacArthur airport. Inexplicably, the plane turned around over New York's Long Island and flew and flew a straight path down over D.C. before it crashed over mountainous terrain near Montebello, Virginia, around 3.30 p.m. So this all unfolded very quickly. Uh, Apparently, there was F-16s that were deployed, and in order for these um, F-16s to, like, catch up, they got clearance to use, like, like, supersonic speeds to do that. So literally, there were people just chilling, hanging out, and I just heard this sonic boom. Like, and I don't mean guile hitting a fucking move on you. I mean literal sonic boom. And, you know, watching the video was kind of surreal. Like, it was a, a family. They were, like, kind of recording them doing some music. And my man was on some Bob Dylan shit. And the next thing you know, you just hear a poof. Like, I was like, oh, man. That, like, it, it's weird. And it's something I got to give, like, you know, the Michael Bays of the world credit for. It's like, you really do put that military money to good use, huh? Like, you really do source the sounds and explosions. Like, they feel like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I guess that's what a sonic boom would kind of sound like. Except you made it a transformer explosion thing. Whatever. But um, needless to say, it's not exactly clear what happened, you know, you know, my head initially, you know, once again, you know, went into conspiratorial mode thinking, oh, this could have been this, that, or the third, but it, this might have been just a situation where there was a, you know, a malfunction on the plane, like with the air pressure or something like that, uh, you know, issue with the pilots, you know, it could have been the pilot, could have been the plane, who knows, but something led to this plane, you know, not being able to make its landing in Long Island and then veering off course and crashing into like the mountains of Virginia. Uh, that being said, because it went through D.C. along the way, that is like highly restricted airspace, potentially the most restricted airspace in the U.S. of A. So it naturally triggered this response of the F-16s and all that. Um, while they were deployed, like once they caught up, they did try to um, deploy flares. Uh, these flares were like, apparently they go out of their way to say like, hey, these flares weren't 
they weren't going to cause any damage to the people on the ground or anything like that. They like dissolve or whatever. They they tried like contacting, and the the plane was not responsive. The Cessna was not responsive as it was just making this descent down. Um, and sadly, I believe there was four people on board, um, and it looks like there was no survivors. Uh, let's see here if I can pull up a little bit more information. Uh, da, 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 da. Rumple, a pilot. I know that's they're talking about. Uh, no, I'm a little too far down. Sorry about this. Um, but I believe it was like a business owner, but he said his daughter and then her, his granddaughter, who I believe was two years old, and their nanny were all on the plane. Um, and I believe him and his wife, who was Barbara Rumple, uh, confirmed it. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit. Duh, 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 duh. Um, they talk about a Learjet plane crash that took place in 1999 uh, due to like loss of cabin pressure. Um, here you go. The plane that crashed was registered to Encore Motors of Melbourne Incorporated, which is based in Florida. John Rumpel, who runs the company, told the New York Times that his daughter two-year-old granddaughter her nanny and the pilot were aboard the plane they were returning to their home in east hampton on long island after visiting his house in north carolina so that's you know that's sad um but yeah, i mean any more of the story that comes out i definitely want to keep you guys posted um but yeah you know something that unfolded over the weekend that i wanted to cover today also once again you know just referencing the announcement i, I was mulling this over i'm like i just didn't want to pay all this content like you know this was something that was really important also the thing i'm covering next to me was something i was like oh this is like big and i i just noticed that there were some times where i'd have spillover where i was just pocketing episodes and i'm like i don't like that i'm doing this you know this isn't news you know you might as well be able to talk about it whatever um not saying i won't do it again though you know you never know capitalism <laughs> all, right, all right all right let me stop bullshitting um from nbc news cia director bill burns took a secret trip to china in may uh the visit came after beijing had broken off most regular calls between senior diplomatic intelligence and military officials in the aftermath of the sh uh shoot down of the u.s shoot down of a Chinese spy balloon in February. Now, you know, referencing the spy balloon shit was something that it really did jog my memory. Like my 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 fucking ass just literally like kind of spaced out on it because like I realized talking about it that this was just non-news that we were making into like propagandized bullshit. I'm like, whatever, man. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I get it. You know, it's us versus them, tit for tat, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but um. You know, we, we did cover the situation with the, um, the 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 U.S. ships and the Canadian ship, whatever. You know, the whole, ooh, water, oh, oh scary. <laughs> Aggressive maneuvers. So it, it was interesting to me that this story fell down the pipeline. I actually heard this on a podcast I listened to. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is big news. Like, wait, wait, we were trying to talk to them in May? Like, referencing again, you know, the shit, like, Lloyd... And we talked about the history of just not being able to, like, the, the icy relationships, you know, that China and, and us have. And um, so this whole little conversation, this whole little visit that took place was just, I don't know, it was interesting. And I'm, I was surprised that it took, 
I mean, granted, this happened in May, so it's not like it's too late. We're in June. But news moves forward fucking fast. So to me, I'm like, wow. Like, I'm surprised that was kind of under wraps even until now. But you know, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm kind of bouncing back and forth like a ping pong ball. I'm so excited. Uh, CIA director William Burns visited Beijing last month. His first trip to China since becoming the head of the intelligence agency for the Biden administration. Uh, Burns went to Beijing to meet his Chinese counterparts to emphasize the importance of maintaining open lines of communication and intelligence channels. Um, So, I mean, also, it's interesting to kind of now put the timeline together and say, oh, we had this happen. Like, you know, this Burns guy, he went over, he did his little talky talk. And then we still have the situation transpire, you know, at the top of this month in June, you know, with the ships. So, I mean, that's kind of not surprising, but it just kind of goes to show that this is a very back and forth zig and zag situation. I I do truly think, though, that at the end of the day, I I don't care how you you perceive this, what's your, 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 your side on it, whether you're like, oh, team this, team that. I don't think either side wants to have a conflict, like a big conflict. I think it's a lot of posturing. I think it's a lot of brinksmanship. But um, I don't think anyone wants to escalate this to a part, a point where like we're actually in a war because both of us don't want to compromise our economy at all. Like we just don't want to do that. Like we're struggling. We're trying to make it make sense. And then also, you know, for China, they are also trying to do the same. I think they're a little bit better off, honestly. Uh, but that being said, they had their problems pre-COVID, then plus the long-ass fucking lockdown that they went through. They're just getting out of it. So, I mean, no one wants to smoke for real, for real. But that being said, you know, when we're talking about things like Taiwan, when we're talking about things like, hey, you know, literally it's the U.S. and the West trying to do everything in their power to try to stop us from doing a come-up. Like, you just have all this fucking tension just rationing up, rationing up, rationing it up. And, like, it's interesting to see where we blow off steam and then behind the scenes when we go. I mean, I mean maybe this isn't so much behind the scenes, but it's the CI fucking A. And like I said, this didn't, this wasn't known information. This wasn't a big broadcast trip. Um, so the fact that it's coming out now is like, hey, you know, we're, we're, I'm sure it was let out on purpose to say, hey, we are trying to make the effort here. We are trying to, to make things work, you know, beyond the balloons, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is something that's going to constantly keep happening because despite the fact that we posture like, oh, this is our biggest adversary. Like we also trade with them the most. We want to trade with them as much as we fucking can. (laughs) So, and also China wants our money. You know what I mean? Like it is a mutual thing. I I think also there's sometimes where I, I listen to a lot of media or I hear a lot of just sometimes leftist talk and you know, don't get me wrong, I, I, you know, I say a lot of pro shit with China, you know what I mean, I'm not afraid to do that shit, but at the end of the day, you also have to understand that, like, every country is doing the same thing, it doesn't matter what their ideology is, you know, how their government is formed, like, the way this system is set up for us internationally is we all need to make as much money as possible, so, like, money is king, you know, like, that's part of China's growth, so at the end of the day, we're all tied to money, and we all want to make money. And so, I don't know. I'm kind of getting way in the weeds here. We're talking about a CIA guy in, in China. And I'm talking about fucking, you know, the woes of capitalism or whatever. But 
that being said, I, I, like I said, I just found this whole thing interesting and, you know, naturally just kind of cracked open this dialogue to me. And so that's kind of my thoughts on the matter. And, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and move on from the CIA to the FBI. I was so stoked. I was so stoked when this all lined up. I was like, oh my God. I'll, thank you, God. <laughs> my nightcrawler ass. I'm like, yes, give me news. Give me all this crazy shit. Um, from CNN. Convicted spy Robert Hansen dies in prison. So, ooh, ooh wee, some spooky things happening. Um, let's see. Robert Philip Hansen. Hansen? Hansen. That's his name. God, I will. I'm so, thank you, audience, for never coming for me on the names. I know I'm bad at it. I do this on an international level, and I'm so sorry, but just know that I'm a man. I'm, I'm just doing my job, and I'm just trying to do this, and it's just not easy sometimes, and I don't run everything through the Google pronunciation, and sometimes I just fuck some shit up, so thank you for being understanding. <laughs> but Robert Philip Hansen, who received payments of $1.4 million in cash and diamonds, and fucking diamonds, for the information he gave the Soviet Union and Russia has died. The Federal Bureau of Prisons announced Monday. He was 79 years old. Um, on Monday, June 5th, 2023, at approximately 6.55 a.m., inmate Robert Hansen was found unresponsive at the United States Penitentiary, yada, yada, yada. Um, they tried to do life-saving measures. Uh, obviously, that shit didn't work. He's dead. Um, let's see. Let's talk about what this man did. Uh, well, no, he was, he had pleaded guilty in 2001 of 15 counts of espionage and conspiracy in exchange for the government not seeking the death penalty. So I'm already teasing that this guy did some heavy-ass shit because they were, like, ready to fucking nuke this guy. Um, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Now, here's what he did. Investigators accused him of compromising dozens of Soviet personnel who were working for the United States, some of whom were executed. He shared details of several U.S. technical operations, such as eavesdropping, surveillance, and interception of communications. And he gave Soviets the U.S. plans of how it would react to a Soviet nuclear attack in both uh, protecting top government officials and retaliating against such an attack. So this was a guy who's just an FBI agent. And I don't know if you're a dummy like me, but when I hear a special agent, I immediately just think you're James Bond. You know what I mean? But I often forget about the letters and understanding that this is, you know, an FBI agent. This is a federal state guy. So this is a person who is, you know, supposed to be doing shit in the federal capacity. And he says, oh, I'm going to use this information um, to um, just be a double agent, to be a spy. And essentially just gave this information over. But he didn't do it uh, for the love of the game. He didn't do it because he was, you know against the u.s or had like some moral agenda against the united states or anything like that he wanted to make sure that he was gonna bank a profit for it um i decided on this course when i was 14 years old says a letter cited in the fbi's affidavit i read philby's book now that's insane um that is insane eh now the 
the Philby's book is um, Memoirs of a British Double Agent by Kim Philby. Um, apparently he had read this book and just got a big old chub about it. Like, oh my God, I would love to be a fucking, fucking double agent spy. Like this guy would have probably played like Metal Gear Solid and just saw like Revolver Ocelot and just lost his mind. Like, oh my God. <laughs> if you know, you fucking know. I'm not explaining that. Um, so he got to live his dreams by like forking up this information and this information, like, normally I do shrug over the idea of, like, spy shit. You know, I've said it before, just, you know, talking about the balloons or whatever. I don't care. It's something that happens. It is standard action procedure for any superpower to do that shit. But when you take the shit to the level of saying, hey, I'm going to give you information that is going to cause and effect, literally get people fucking killed, I do think that is a specific level. You are taking it to a higher level of espionage that I'm like, I'm not an, I, I don't like, oh yeah, go America, go whatever. Like, yeah, you deserve to die and rot in prison because of your crimes. But it is one of those things where I'm like, oh, you really were about that life. You really were saying, oh, I'm going to do this thing and I don't care. I don't care. If they catch me, then I guess it is what it is, bitches. Like, hey, and they caught you and they fucking got you. Um, they actually identified him from a fingerprint from a tape supplied by a disgruntled Russian intelligence operative. So this literally is just like a fucking movie. Like the double agent got played by another double agent, spy versus spy, boom, boom, boom. But at the same time, it's also just like, you wanted to make your money and this guy was just angry that he probably wasn't making enough money. <laughs> so it's like, tales all this time, fucking pay me or you're fucked. Um, I don't know. That, that's more or less a story, at least as I wanted to cover it, but I found that very interesting. Fell down the pipe today. All right, all right, all right. Um, I got one more thing to cover before I let you go. So classic faction, faction, fashion, classic fashion. Um, you know, I'm gonna take my little break. Oh, wait. Mm. All right. From ABC News. Thrown in their faces. Bud Light salespeople say boycott is hurting commission. Um, salespeople promoting Bud Light for a Florida-based distributor, distributor have grown accustomed to car horns, middle fingers, and jokes amid a weeks-long boycott, but say they have struggled to ignore thousands of dollars in lost commission pay to sales supervisors at the distributor, dis distributor, distributor told ABC News. Um, now, this is something I kind of thought I was just going to let blow over. I didn't really necessarily call it news to me like this is some culture war shit people want to do boycotts they come they go normally they don't have a sting to them now what made me really turn my eye to this was the fact that like bud light actually came out with numbers saying like yo we lost about 26 percent um essentially if you compare it we lost 26 percent as of last year's baseline to what we made so we really have taken a hit from this whole 
fucking boycott thing that people decided that they wanted to do. Conservatives. Um, let me get this burp out. Maybe. Oh, excuse me. Um, but this all dates back to uh, an earlier promotion campaign. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, a consumer boycott from of Anheuser 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 y'all tell me Anheuser Busch Anheuser Busch InBev over promotion in April from a trans influencer has pummeled the company's stock, but it has also brought financial pain to thousands of salespeople at independent distributors nationwide. Uh, so essentially just affecting, like, just people who are, like, just moving the shit. Because it's something that I often forget. It's been explained to me a little bit. But, like, Anheuser-Busch, you know, Budweiser, whatever, they sell to smaller distributors who then, you know, ship the shit to stores. And if the stores aren't selling it, then they don't want the product. So they'll stop buying. Naturally, if you're getting flack in a situation where you're having literal people come up to your drivers having them come up to the employees you are literally making this scary situation and and honestly the fear thing i think that's extra i think that's just something that they're they're saying to add it on i mean i think it's happening because i i believe that there are fucking hog ass motherfuckers who are going to hang out in their ford f-150s and like say the f word to somebody just moving some Bud Light because they saw, and the trans influencer is Dylan Mulvaney. They essentially, the campaign was they sent Dylan Mulvaney some cans of Bud Light and it was to celebrate her 365 days, like a whole year as a woman. Something she had cataloged, uh, you know, she did a TikTok journey of this and, you know, Bud Light was on there like, hey, let's do some pre-pride shit and, um, you know, give her some rainbow cans and it'll be a good vibe and everyone will love it. Um, I think this is like a new wave kind of thing that uh, Anheuser-Busch has kind of been on since they had new CEO or whatever. But uh, this whole campaign backfired. Uh, celebrities like Kid Rock, um, Ben Shabibo, Ben Shapiro. Uh, Matt Walsh, all the motherfuckers came out. They were fucking fuming, furious, just, just outright frothing at the mouth. Kid Rock pulled out like a whole ass fucking, you know, assault rifle or whatever and just started blowing up cans of Bud Light. Motherfuckers put a whole fucking thing of Bud Light. And, and mind you, these motherfuckers bought all this Bud Light, by the way. And they, they, they took a seam roller to it. And I'm like, who's cleaning that fucking shit up, bro? Like, huh? Okay. Um, but needless to say, not only were they protesting with their bullets and their steamrollers, they were also doing it with their wallets and saying, hey, I'm not going to distribute this beer in my bar. You know, I'm not going to buy this beer. You know, and I think the reason that this... Um, boycott had a little bit of sting was we aren't talking about just globo beer like there are so many options of beer and bud light is already shitty ass fucking beer and it's like oh isaiah how, how dare you like obviously i can't talk shit i drink trash beer but i can say this from fucking experience 
experience. Like, at the end of the day, trash beer is trash beer. People only drink Bud Light because it's cheap and they just know it. Like, you know what I mean? It's a universal beer. Anywhere you go, you know you can get Bud Light for you and your boys, whatever, and it's fine. Cool beans. Um, so people pivoting off of this to something else wasn't that hard. Granted, in some situations, it was kind of funny, right? Because people were pivoting to, like, other, like, beers in the Anheuser-Busch family. So it's like, oh, okay, bro. Like, or they were also pivoting to beers that have also done pride campaigns. So it's like, oh, okay. All right. All right, all right man. But this did a sting. And I think what really added to this, and I think it's going to lead to my final thoughts here, is there was an apology that came out. And I'm paraphrasing it. I'm not going to, you know pull it up or read it, whatever. But essentially they, they didn't apologize, but they said, hey, we didn't want to be divisive. That was never our, our goal. We just want to have, you know, everyone come together and crack open a beer, you know, crack open a Bud Light. And I think this really pushed things into an overdrive for people because it showed people like, hey, we are making an effect here. We are making a difference. Like, you know, people were showing, oh, look, look at their sales, look at their stocks, all oh, it's so down, which some people have also kind of brought up too. You could say that Bud Light was kind of riding a high and they were kind of due for a fall off anyway. And this just kind of came at the perfect storm kind of time and it knocked them on their ass. Um, that being said, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I sure should have. If you go into stores and shit right now, there's a lot of Budweiser, a lot of Bud Light on sale. They are trying to move that shit. Also, if you're on social media, I'm sure you've noticed a little bit more Bud Light Budweiser ads because I sure have hell seen that. So they are really trying to just push a normal, sterile campaign. And this kind of leads me to like my last final thought, part two of this, which is, oh, conservatives have seen we can make an effect here. This is a boycott that is quote unquote worked. And they've kind of moved to, oh, it's Pride Month. Let's push. Like, I, I remember seeing tweets and little videos of, like, from Matt Walsh, like, really ringing the bell. And, like, what's so fucking crazy to me is this rapper called Forgiato Blow. For, 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 I think it's Forgiato Blow. Um, kind of like a Tom McDonald type motherfucker. I hate that I even know a few of these guys. But... He came out with a song called, like, Boycott Target. And he has a weird-ass fucking cringe video to match. Um, I haven't watched it all. I've just heard clips or seen some little video clips as well. It's so weird. It's, like, him in the kid aisle. It's, like, him putting, like, Bud Light and stuff in a cart and, like, with his little goons or whatever. And they're just talking about all this shit and how it's all problematic and, like, we got to stop it. We got to save the kids. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's very odd. Um, but it, it is the pushing of the momentum from this Bud Light arc, which mind you really only winds up hurting like these distributor motherfuckers who are like, oh man, I'm just trying to make a dollar like you, dude. I don't give a shit about this, man. I, I don't care. Like th these people do not care. And they're getting like yelled at threatened all this fucking shit for what dude like what are you accomplishing you're doing the weirdest cringest fucking behavior um all because you just don't like a group of people and you don't like that they're being marketed to <laughs> it's just so weird it's so weird um 
but that's that's more or less all I got for this episode. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. I kind of running a little bit long here, um, so I'll try to keep the little shill a little brief. Uh, Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. It is still a thing if you would like to help and support. Uh, there is still a shout out um, if you know if you'd like. You know we still do the newsy shout out top of the month. That's still gonna be a thing. Uh, but three ways to hit me up: IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Also, the Discord, that's still a free thing. Don't worry about that. That's not going anywhere. Uh, Also, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. You can comment on the YouTube. Feel free to subscribe to the YouTube. That's still, you know, that's that's there. Um, So, yeah. um, That's, like I said, that's it. That's a wrap. Um, Hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.